So we're holding by Shmuel Bez, we had Perak Yutas, Pasuk Chavtas, learning tonight should be as Chosi Linish Masar Bechiel Mechel Ben Asher, and Yicheskel Shraga Ben Avram Yehuda, as well as as Chosfu Fushlema for Moshe Ben Miriam, Yosef Ben Achman Chava, Yomtef Ben Zlatamasha, and Shmuel Doi Ben Rivka Fega. So we're in the middle of the conversation between Mephibosheth and David. David questioned why Mephibosheth did not accompany him into Gaulus. Mephibosheth responds that he was tricked by his servant Siva. Siva, he, he commanded Siva to go saddle his donkey so that he could accompany David into Golis. However, Siva takes the donkey and the provisions and goes to David and starts spreading a lie that Mephibosheth was celebrating the fact that David was going into Golis, hoping that Siva, hoping that Mephibosheth would be able to take over the throne after Avshalom's death. So Pasach of Tess, Mephibosheth continues to explain that he was tricked by Siva and that Siva spread lies. He says, but he, he tells the king that he's not here to be upset and to protest the fact that the estate was given to Tziva. So Mephibosheth says, because my entire family was nothing, except people who are deserving of death. After all, we were right for him. Shaul was a right of David and his family too. And so we did not necessarily deserve to live. In the eyes of my master, the king. And yet, despite the fact that we were right for him and maybe didn't deserve to live, not only did you spare my life, but you also gave me a place, your servant, a place with those who eat at your table. David had promised that Mephibosheth would always have a, pl- would always have a place at his table. That was, Mephibosheth says, that was a tremendous chesed that you did for me above and beyond what was required. So what further tzedakah and complaints can I have against the king? So even though you did take away the estate from me and give it to Tziva under false pretenses, but what right do I have to complain? And the Malbim expands a little bit more by saying that that which you gave me wasn't mine to begin with. Because really, as condemned men, we did not have, we were not entitled to keep anything. Yet you gave it to us as tzedakah, and you gave me a place at your table. So then what right would I have to cry and say, you unjustly took away what was mine. My, you took away my property unjustly. It wasn't really mine to begin with. It was all a chesed and tzedakah that you did for me anyway. So therefore, I can't complain. So Pasuk Lamid so David responds to Mephibosheth. He says, Lama Why are you continuing to speak? Amarti, I hereby declare that you and Siva will divide the property. So there's a machlaikas of what David's response here is. According to the Malbim, David believes Siva's story. I'm sorry, he believes Mephibosheth's story. And totally that Siva was lying. However, he says, What can I do? I can't undo, I can't retract a royal decree. And so David is saying, but when I said that the field should go to Tziva, I never intended that he should get the whole thing and you should be left with nothing. What I meant is that you should get half and he should get half. And that's what David's saying, Amarti, when I told Tziva back in Perek Tazayin, when I told him that he, should, he gets the field, it meant half. And why is this okay? Why, even though Tziva was lying, why is this not unjust? Uh, because David's saying, because at the end of the day, he's working the field. Tziva and his sons are working the field. So they have a den of like an aris, like a sharecropper, and it's okay for them to divide half. They're working it. You are the owner. So therefore, it's okay if you divide the proceeds, the profits between the two of you. However, the Abarbanel learns that David was not sure whether to believe Mephibosheth or Tziva, and so he compromised by giving half to each of them. So the question is, why is David not believe Mephibosheth? After all, look, he's been in mourning. He clearly hasn't groomed himself. 
So he obviously was mourning David's absence. So why would David not believe his story? So Rabbanel says there are two answers. Number one, Mephibosheth is claiming that Siva stole the donkey. So David is wondering, can Mephibosheth not borrow another donkey from a neighbor or a friend and find his way to David? Is that the only donkey in town? That's question number one on Mephibosheth's story. And number two, Mephibosheth, as I said last time, this is really out of order. Really, this happens when David gets all the way back to Yerushalayim. This doesn't happen now when David is crossing the Yardin. So by waiting until David arrived in Yerushalayim to greet him, instead of coming out to the Yardin, it indicated that on some level Mephibosheth did harbor some animosity towards David. And for that reason, uh, David felt that maybe Mephibosheth's story didn't add up. And uh, the Abarbanel also agrees with the, with the pshat that the Malbim brings down, which is that since Siva worked the land, it was reasonable to give him some chalik, some portion in the, in the prophets. Now the Gemara in Shabbos on Dafnan Vava Medbeis brings down our Pasuk, Amrav Yudam Arav, that at the time that David says to Mephibosheth, Ata v'tziva taklechu asasadeh, a baskal came out and said, Rechavam v'yiravam yaklechu asamalucha. That at that point it was decreed that since David unjustly divided the estate of Shaul between Siva and Mephibosheth, he was punished, that his own Yerusha, the Malchus of Beis David, was divided by his grandson Rechavam when Yeravam would come and take over a large chunk of it and become the ruler of the Malchus Yisrael. That Gemara also brings down a machlekes between Rav and Shmuel, which we talked about back in Perik Tezvav, of whether David made a mistake. Now, Rav holds that David is held accountable for not giving Mephibosheth, donning him lekafschos. If not, when Siva first told him the story, at least when David now hears from Mephibosheth himself and he hears his case, he sees the, the circumstantial evidence that clearly Mephibosheth was warning him. So because David, this is according to Rav in the Gemara, because David believed the Lashon Harav Siva and divided the property, therefore David's Malchus was split by uh, in the days of Rechavam. However, Shmuel argues, Shmuel says that it's not true. David had a right to believe Tziva's original accusation back in Perek Tezayin because there was evidence that Mephibosheth had some ill will against David and that therefore there was some circumstantial evidence to support Tziva's story. Now, according to Rav, that David did some Avera by accepting Lolosh and Harav Tziva, Mal, the Malbim says over here, you know why the story of Mephibosheth is out of order? You know why it's told here right after the story of Shimi? To contrast the treatment that David did to Shimi versus the treatment of Mephibosheth. When it came to Shimi, who acted horribly to David by throwing stones and cursing him when he was down, David completely lets him off the hook. But when it comes to Mephibosheth, who was really an ally of David and who mourned David's uh, uh, um, withdrawal and David's fleeing from Yushalayim, and nevertheless, David treats him more horribly than he treated Chimney by dividing the land, by making him lose more than he had to begin with. And so says the Malbim, that's exactly why the Pasuk tells it to you right here to show David's mistake that he treat by letting Shimi off the hook and treating Mephibosheth more harshly than he treated Shimi, showing that his treatment of these two people comparing, the Sukkim are comparing the two to show you the unjust treatment that David had towards Mephibosheth.